0: So as you saw in the title, we're talking about breaking out of timidity. And it's something that has just, it's been on my spirit a lot the last few days. I sent it to pastor yesterday, actually, during prayer. And it just, it kept coming up and it's kept coming up to me and it's something that I, and I know it it had come up to Abby as well, but it's something that the Lord was talking to me about yesterday. This is one of these things that if the body will grab a hold of it, the body will be able to walk in freedom the way that we're called to. We'll be able to see the power of God released in our life. We'll be able to see the goodness of God take place. And it's very simple, but there's a deception that says, this is so hard. I don't think I can. And we're going to just be addressing that today because, you can do every single thing that the Lord has called you to do. Yeah. If the Lord says it, you have it. If the mm. Lord has given it to you, it's in your hands. Yeah. You are capable of having the things that God speaks. And so today we're going to be talking about that. But before we dive in, Kelly says she's only been up for two hours she <laughs> the family first. So way to, way to be a good mom. Great job.
1: <laughs> do you have anything? Well, oh, yeah, this came up actually in a conversation I was having yesterday, not even trying to. It's just what the spirit was just speaking to me about yesterday. And that is like I used to be a shy person as like a kid and stuff. And yeah. I thought that's just who I was. Mm-hmm. And I thought some people are some people are loud and they'll like they'll talk to a lot of people, and that's more comfortable for them, and I'm just not that way. Mm -hmm. And I just accepted that as who I was. And, well, God's just going to, if this is who I am, then I, like, without, like, feeling rebellious or something, I genuinely thought, well, this is who God's made me to be. And so he's just going to have me talk kind of more one-on-one to people. And he's not going to have me do anything, like, out there where people are looking at me. And as you can see by watching on our live broadcast streaming all over YouTube, and to like the entire world, that was not true. I had made presumptions, assumptions, and all of the above. And the thing was, he had made me to be someone to proclaim the gospel, that's for everyone. And I can't just make assumptions, and we can't do that as Christians, God wants to use you. And we can't let, well, this is just who I am, as comfortable as that may seem, We can't let that hold us back. If God's telling us to go out and do stuff. Yeah. And so like all throughout my life, there were and maybe maybe we'll get into more maybe the Lord will have me share a story or something, but all throughout my life, uh, the Lord would lead me to like do stuff that was outside of my comfort zone. I'm like, "Lord, that's just not. That's not who I yeah. am." And the truth was, it wasn't what my flesh was comfortable with, sure. but it was 100% who I am. In my spirit, that's who I am. My spirit, man, I'm not this flesh and that it's most natural for me to do what the Lord says. Yeah. Even if that means speaking to a broadcast where, you know, thousands of people can see this, that's who God has made me to be. So even as uncomfortable as it can feel to the flesh. It's actually, like, I feel the most alive now more than I would have if I was just going to sit in the back and, well, I'm just supposed to be behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, and if you're somebody who, look, and nobody believes me when I share this, but for the people who knew me back, way back when, I used to be really, really shy. Like, used to a whole lot. I had maybe two friends in high school, maybe. (laughs) Like, I didn't, I, I was very, very timid. And then when the Holy Spirit came upon me, when I was filled with the Holy Ghost, like things just really started shifting in my life and you changed that. But maybe you're somebody who is more toward the extroverted side of the spectrum and you're comfortable being in front of people. And you hear this word and you're like, well, I'm not timid. I would would encourage you to hold on for a little bit because we're not just talking about introverted, Mm -hmm. extroverted, shy Mm -hmm. or bold or anything like that. There's a timidity that it... Honestly, timidity, it's demonic. Like, it's an attack against who we're called to be in the Lord. And, yeah, it's been a widely accepted one, one that I had, too. So we're going to yeah. look at that today. So just because you, just because there's that thought of, I think I know. <sighs> I, I think I know where they're going. Maybe not. Hold on.
1: <laughs> just wait.
0: Hold on. <laughs> Holly says, hello, buddy Hi. says, I'm diving in by Stephen Curtis Chapman. <laughs> Buddy also says, I should never use my personality type as an excuse to be disobedient. Yeah. And honestly, like, that's one of the things that the Lord's talked to me about. Yeah. Is there aren't personality, like, types. Like, I mean, there's people who have, like ditches and they tend to do this or they're really good at that. But our personality is Jesus. Like that's who we are. We're called to find our identity in him. In him is how we live and move and have our being. Mm -hmm. So I'm a facet of him. If Jesus did it, I'm to do it. If Jesus avoided it, I'm to avoid it. So whatever he did, that's what I'm to do. And so often we'll think Mm -hmm. I'm just a shy person or I just, I could never be as bold as they are. That's not true. If Jesus did it, you can do it. And put yeah. that in the comments. If Jesus did it, I can do it. If yeah. Jesus did it, I can do it. And I, I would encourage you, say that out loud. Like, let that start to stir you up. If Jesus did it, I can do it. Yeah. If Jesus did it, I can do it. If Jesus had it, I can have it. Mm-hmm. If Jesus thought it, I can think it. Because that's who we are. We're in him. And in him is how we live and move and Mm -hmm. have our being. And if we're outside of him, that's when stuff starts getting like rocky and weird and bad and rough. Because we're outside of him. Jesus lived in easy and light. So if it's not easy, if it's not light, then I'm not in him. But the moment I step into him, it works. And so one of the key verses that the Lord just, he started talking to me about it yesterday. I sent it to pastor and buddy. First, or not first, 2 Timothy 1 7. It's a very familiar scripture, but it says, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, yeah. but of power and love and discipline. So it says right there, God's not given us a spirit of timidity. Yeah. He's given, what's the spirit we have? We have the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind or mm-hmm. discipline in other verses or other translations of that verse the word timidity actually turns into fear so yeah. they're interchangeable god's not given me a spirit of timidity god's yeah. not given me a spirit of fear there mm-hmm. is no fear in him there's no spirit of timidity in him and yeah. so anytime there's that moment of i don't know should i do this i don't know i don't there's yeah. no i don't know in god there's confident there's Power, love, and a sound mind. Yeah. The I don't know, the wavering back and forth, the is this God, is it not good? Is it God, is it not good? I don't know, maybe I should. And going back and forth, that's the exact opposite of a sound mind. That's being unstable and going back and forth. His spirit assures us that when we walk with him, we walk confidently, step after step. We don't have to doubt We don't have to be in fear, and we don't have to be timid about it. If he's called us to it, we can walk it out without fear. In him, there's no fear. Put that in the comments. In him, there's no fear. There's no fear. There's no fear. And if there's no fear in him, there's no fear in you. Yeah. There's no fear in you. You're not scared. And there have been times where I felt scared, but the feelings aren't me. So I just speak to my feelings. I'm not timid. I'm not scared. I'm not fearful. That's not me. I'm powerful. I'm full of love. I'm full of discipline. I'm full of a sound mind. I am stable in all of my ways because the Lord's ways are stable and they're a straight and narrow Mm -hmm. path. I am not timid. Mm -hmm. And when that starts to get in us and we see it, we can start walking with him more confidently. Yeah.
1: Well, nothing of God is going to hold you or me back from God's will for our lives. God's not going to give you something that's going to hold you back from what he's wanting you to do in life. And that's a big key to realize because once we recognize that, we'll recognize, okay, God's telling me to do this, but in my life I felt this. Well, he wouldn't be telling me to do this and be holding me back at the same time. So I'm going to get rid of that because i know god's will for me is good and perfect and the absolute best for me yeah. and it's better for me than this what some might consider like a healthy fear or something there is no such thing no we got to get rid of that and as you're talking i can feel i feel like there's maybe someone out there who had the same situation as me who would be hearing something like this and like that's great but i would hold myself back i would i would be in fear that, well, God wants me to do this stuff, but I don't want to because I don't want to mess it up. Yeah, It's not as much like being shy and I just don't like people. I love people. Like, I, I'm a people person, if you've ever seen one. But I was scared to go out in front of people and do stuff or go outside yeah. of what my comfort zone was because I thought that I would say the wrong words or I might not say it right, or maybe my tone would be a little bit off, and Mm -hmm. I would say the right words, but the tone would have people question and completely ruin it, Mm -hmm. because it was such a big deal in my mind, and speaking Jesus was such a big deal, and it is, but I didn't want such an important thing in people's lives. I didn't want me to mess it up, and the thing is, and we've been talking about this for weeks now, and they just blend so perfectly together, is that God gave me the revelation that it's not me. When I am doing His will, it's not me. And it's Him, because it's Mm -hmm. abiding in Him, just like we've been talking about for weeks. In John 15, He says, abide in me. We're the branches. He's the vine. We just abide in him. Mm -hmm. We just connect to him. And whatever he says do, we do. And it's Holy Spirit flowing out of us. As long as we'll let him, it's just Holy Spirit flowing out of us. So I don't have to be nervous that I in myself, in my flesh, will accidentally say the wrong thing. Because as long as I'm flowing with Holy Spirit, then I don't have to worry about anything. Holy Spirit will say the right thing. He'll guide me in what to say. Like, there was a situation yesterday. I was out, and Holy Spirit led me to, have, to go and just lead people to the Lord. And in the past, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Like, I mean, that is a huge deal to me. That's people's eternal, like, that's their eternities. And I would have built it up so much in my mind that if I mess this up, maybe they'll never accept Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be the cause of that. So yeah. I just wouldn't try because I didn't want to mess that up. Not because I didn't love people, not because I was a shy person, but I was scared to mess up mm-hmm. so I wouldn't follow God's plan. Yeah. Does that make sense? And so he gave me the revelation, it's not me. So I was praying the whole way like over there like Lord, it's you. It's yeah. not me. Thank you, Lord, that today has favor on it yeah. because it's you. Because it's not me, I know today is going to be successful. And would I have the perfect words every time I would walk up to someone? No. And then I would get up to them, I'd start talking and the words would just flow out. I would like I went up to someone and I shook their hand and I never would have done that, but it connected and it it worked for them yeah. and that's what opened them up. Someone else, I started talking about something completely random. I never would have started talking about in my flesh, but it just flowed out of me cuz the Holy Spirit and that's the thing, we never have to fear anything we yeah. do in our lives because it's all Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's not us. And that's amazing and that's freeing. Yeah. And we never have to be scared about anything ever again. Well, and that's the timidity that
0: needs to be destroyed and like kicked out of our lives. It's not necessarily the, I'm scared of people. It's being timid in our intimacy with the Lord. Yeah. And that's what the Lord's been talking to me about because I've watched person after person after person, myself included, be so timid in the things of God that we'll hear them, we'll amend them, we'll agree with them. But we won't do them because we don't think we can. Either we'll mess them up. We don't think we're good enough to hold the things of God in our hands. So instead of laying hold of all of God's promises and watching them come to pass, instead what will happen is we'll just leave that to somebody else. Yeah, Pastor's called to do this. So-and-so's called to do this. The evangelist, the prophet, the apostle, the teacher, they're all called to do these great things. But not me. yeah. And that's fear, which is being timid. And we're not called to be timid with God. There is nowhere in the Word where you're going to see, be fearful in my presence. Be timid around me. No, the word tells us that we're to have a reverence of God that some may confuse for fear, but it's not being scared of handling the things of God. It's being reverent. Yeah. When the people with the Ark of the Covenant, when the Ark was falling and that one guy just reached up, some may have thought that he was trying to be reverent and keep it from touching the ground, but reverence is following the Lord. So right. you know, I know I heard that story at one point of the, the guy who died as soon as he touched the Ark of the Covenant. I'm like, oh my gosh, you touch the things of God, you die. Like that's that's literally where my brain went. Yeah, it one plus one equals two mm-hmm. is where logic went, and so instead of digging in and getting a deeper understanding of right. it, I just assumed the deeper things of God are not for me. Right. The things that God has promised are not for me; they're for other people. I can't do this. Other people can, but it's not mine. Yeah. And what I didn't realize is that that was being timid with my king.
1: That's right.
0: But he literally tells us in his word, come boldly before the throne of grace. Yeah. We're to come boldly before him mm-hmm. and not like in times of triumph. Like, yeah. Buddy, what's the reference to it? I don't want to look it up on my phone right now. Um, th- come boldly before the throne of grace. Because yeah, the rest yeah. of it is come boldly before the throne of grace in time of need. Yeah. So it's not you're coming boldly before him when everything is hunky-dory and you get to, like, champion yourself and boast in all of your good works. You're coming boldly before him when you need him. Yeah. When you need help. When you need to be with him. Whether it's good, whether it's opportunistic, we're called to come boldly before him. Hebrews 4, 16. I just almost started singing the Books of the Bible song. They have been singing the Books uh, of the Bible song for weeks now. <laughs> and so I had true. Hebrews and the book of James, First and Second Peter. That's not your song. That's my nope. song.
1: Nope, it's definitely not. <laughs>
0: Is it 4? Oh, yeah, 416. 416. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence, with boldness, with confidence yeah. to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Yeah. So, even when we've been at our worst, you know, when we were at our worst, God redeemed us. When we called Him enemy, he sent Jesus for us. There's a love of God and a mercy that God has for us that the church needs to grab a hold of. Because yeah. not like hyper grace where you can do anything, but just the enduring, long-suffering, patient, kind, mercy, and love yeah. of God that won't quit you. That yeah. even when you feel like you're not worth it. No, 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 no. He already made you worth it. He mm-hmm. assigned his worth to you so that you could come boldly before him so that you don't have to be scared around him so that you can handle the precious things of God he's going to teach you how but you don't have to be scared about it yeah and that's the timidity that we have to remove otherwise that doubt it's dangerous and yeah you know think about it this way do you who do you want to have a gun in their hand? Someone who's confident that they know how to shoot, that's yeah. been trained, and they're, and think of it. Both Abby and I. Let's use us as an example in fake world. Abby and I have both been trained by special ops people. We haven't, yeah. so this is story time. Both been trained by special ops people. Both went through the courses, did all the stuff. Abby is very confident in her training. She understands the gun. She feels good about holding it. She feels good about her shooting. I in this hypothetical story have so much fear about the gun and I'm just I'm I'm uncomfortable with it. I'm nervous yeah. about holding it. Which person do you want to be protecting you? The person who's confident or the person who's so scared even holding a gun despite going through the training of how to use it? Yeah. You're going to want the person who's confident in what they're doing, not right. cocky, not proud, mm-hmm. but you want somebody who understands and is confident in what they've been taught, yeah. not somebody whose hands are going like this the whole time they're holding the gun. Yeah. This is going to send a bullet who knows where, mm-hmm. but a steady hand assures that the target's mm-hmm. going to be hit. And that's what happens with the things of God. When we are steady and stable in him and we're confident about his things, we're going to start to see them come to pass. Right. But when we're unstable, James tells us that we're double minded. And if we're double minded, then we're not going to see anything of God because Mm -hmm. we've got one foot in him, one foot in fear. He's not in fear. So yeah. if we get into him, regardless of the feelings of whether we should be there or not, but we just choose to be in him, that's when we'll start seeing our bullets land where they need to land. Yeah. They'll hit the targets they're supposed to hit. Yeah. Because there's a confidence, not in ourselves, but in him. Yeah, It's all in him. That's how it works. It's got to be in him. And in him, the ways are different.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, my dad gives this example. Of God's identity is that he is a good father. Yeah. That never changes. No matter what we've done, even if we've messed up the worst we've ever messed up in our entire lives, that does not change who he is. Yeah. And he is at his core a good father, the best. And he gives the example of if I start to go to my dad and I'm just really scared and yeah. and um you know I don't I don't know what he's gonna how he's gonna react and I'm just really scared. He's going to be upset. Yeah. Not because he's upset at me, but he's upset that I'm scared of him. Mm -hmm. If he ever sees that, if he's even, in in real life, if he's seen me even start to go that way, he's like, no, don't do that. Because that is a complete lie. And he is a good father. Well, God is the best father. There is no need for us to ever be scared of him. And... If, if my dad, who's who's a man who has a flesh, he can mess up. If he never, even if I've done the worst thing ever, yeah. never wants me to be scared to come to him, then how much more does our father, who's yeah. never messed up, he doesn't have a flesh, he is perfect. How much more does he love us and never wants us to be scared to yeah. come to him to, to try things? And We messed up, but we tried. Yeah. We messed up because we were trying. Yeah. He's a good father. Yeah. And he's made
0: you able. Yeah. You have been made an able and adequate minister right now, whether you feel like you are or not. Yeah. Whether you're at the spot you want to be with him or you're not, he's made you an able and adequate minister. Yeah, And there's these lies that the enemy will try to tell, our flesh will try to bring up, our flesh will try to be sin conscious, and it'll say, but Barry, you don't know what I did today. Abby, you don't know yeah. what I did yesterday. That doesn't matter. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter what has been. What matters is what can be now and yeah. what can be going forward. Right. And right now, His grace is for you today. His grace is for you. His mercy is for you today. It tells us yeah. in Lamentations 3, verse 22, that his loving kindness is toward you today. His, yeah. Because of his compassion, you weren't consumed yesterday. Mm-hmm. And his mercy is brand new every single morning. It's brand new every single morning. Yeah. You messed up yesterday. Fantastic news. Brand new mercy today. Yeah. And in the moments when we were dumb and we stepped on the landmine and we didn't even realize it, his loving kindness protected us from that thing. Yeah. Like pastor says often that he's sure when we get to heaven that we're going to be astounded at how much dumb stuff we did. This is my paraphrase. But, you know, we're going to be astounded at how much the grace of God truly protected us. Honestly. And kept us (laughs) and preserved us. Why? Because he loves us. Yeah. He loves us. You know, Abby was quoting John 15 earlier. We're to abide in him. Yeah. The other half of that is that as we abide in him, he abides in us. Yeah. Like it's not just us getting into him. He gets into us. Yeah, it's a covenant together with him and with him. That's how you're not nervous. You know, anytime nerves may come or fear tries to be there, it's because we think we have to do it. You know, pressure tries to come. It's Mm because we're focused on self and I've got to figure this out. I've got to handle this. I've got to do this. Uh, It's uh, all up to me. Mm -hmm. Well, if it was all up to us, it really would be a terrifying situation (laughs) because we produce nothing good with our own hands and our own abilities. Mm -hmm. But with him, he teaches us how to do everything good. Yeah. So there's no reason to fear because he's literally with us. Yeah. Like, think about... If you were to go up again, and like some, I don't know if you've ever been in a fight before or had somebody like try to fight you. I remember in like middle school, I think it was, there was a girl that's like, I'm going to beat you up after school. And I was like hyped all day long, like not excited, but like, ah, got to be in a fight. It didn't end up happening, but there was like this crazy adrenaline that just went through me of, ah, I don't know what that's going to look like. And I'm like, fear, adrenaline and fear. Well- I would not have been nearly as scared of the situation if there was, like, a massive senior behind me. Like, somebody who's an 18-year-old, <laughs> yeah. like, football player standing behind me as I face this little 12-year-old girl. Like, I'm not going to be scared then. I'm yeah. going to probably go into that situation super cocky and be like, <laughs> try it. You go ahead and try it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We don't have like a football playing senior. We have the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the great I am that I am, the one whose very name is spoken and demons flee and bow to it. Yeah. So we've got him and not just behind us. He's in us. Yeah. He's in us. He's in us. Put that in the comments. God's in me. Yeah. Like, let that hit you. God's in you. If you're a believer, yeah. his spirit is in you. What in the world <laughs> do we have to fear? Nothing. When God is in us, <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing. Like, it's so silly thinking of all the times, like, you know, when my flesh has been, ah, a mouse. I have God who made the mice in me. <laughs> like, Why on earth am I scared of his creation? Yeah. Why am I scared of a paper that's due? Why am yeah. I scared of a project that I've got to do? He made the stuff. He'll tell me how to do it. Yeah. In him (laughs) there's no fear Mm -hmm. and it all turns so simple and literally laugh worthy right Right. every single time because God everything else like everything else Uh. there's there's no comparison he's got it handled and he's in you to handle it through you you don't even have to do anything except Mm -hmm. okay done I'll go do what you tell me to do and do that thing yeah that's it just listen and obey
1: yeah and we're getting to a place that sounds kind of crazy. Like, okay, <laughs> I don't have to be scared of a mouse. I don't have to be scared of a, a huge paper that's due. I don't have to. And the question starts to come up, and I can feel it coming up. Is there, a, like, there's there's got to be stuff in life that I am scared of. That's just natural. And the truth is no. Ah! Uh, I gotcha! <laughs> the truth is no. We... Have the complete 100% ability. Yeah. God's not holding it far away from us. God's holding it out right in front yeah. of us. We have the ability to take it, and we never have to be scared yeah. about anything. From this point forward, we never have to be scared about anything for the rest of our lives. Yeah, And that is huge. And it sounds kind of crazy. It sounds like, oh, well, you know, maybe for someone huge, maybe for like Kenneth Copeland or someone, but not for me, for you. God says this yeah. for you, and that's huge. And yeah. we need to take that as big as that sounds. We need to take that for our own, even if we don't understand. Yeah. How can that be possible? There, there's got to be stuff to be scared of, you know? What about death, or what about all this stuff? There is nothing. Yeah, that we have to be scared of. Yeah, put that in the comments. There's nothing I have to fear. Yeah.
0: There's nothing I yeah. have to fear, and there really isn't. Mm-hmm. Like even death, the word tells us He removed. The sting of death. Yeah, that sting is fear. He removed the fear of death because I'm never going to mm-hmm. die, and that also sounds crazy to a logical brain. Because like, yeah. yes, you are. Every man is appointed to die. Great, my flesh does, but that's not me. Yeah, the real me just goes off into heaven. Like, <laughs> I just get to go yeah. be with him. So even that, I don't have to be scared of it. Yeah, there's literally nothing. And we're at the point now where it's like, okay. That sounds great. How? So glad you asked. Yeah, it's in the word too. See, God is such a good God that He's mm-hmm. not just going to dangle a carrot in front of us and say, "Figure it out, figure it out on your own." Serena and I were talking this morning um, just about some stuff with prayer, and one it just made me so excited because she she was asking questions, and really at the heart of it, yeah, it was. You know what's so great about God? We don't have to figure it out. We yeah. don't have to figure it out. We just have to catch it. We just have to catch it. So, even with this, I can, like, like Abby's saying, I can tell there's brains like trying to logically figure yep. out how to do it. Stop it, please. <laughs> like, we need to stop the thinking and yeah. just catch the Spirit of God.
1: Yeah.
0: Just catch it. And that's really how things are spiritually discerned. It's not by figuring it out with our own logic. It's not by, you know, rationalizing it and doing all. It's just by catching it. Yeah. It's by trusting him and then walking it out. Not figuring it out, just walking it out. I don't have to understand a bit of it. I don't, like, frankly, my brain doesn't understand how I don't have to be scared of anything. But my (laughs) spirit knows it's true. Yeah. Like, my spirit's to the point now... When fear comes, like, I get offended that fear is trying to come on me. And it's like, you have no right to be here. Mm -hmm. I have been redeemed from fear. I have been redeemed from having to fear a thing because that's not God. God's spirit is power and love and a sound mind. That's not me. It's not saying I don't have the temptation or that I don't ever face the opportunity to fear. And it's also not saying that I haven't given into it. I have. Done all, had all of those things happen. Yeah. But more and more, day by day, I am walking more peacefully and in more joy because I know I can. Right. Not because I figured out how, just because I know I can. Yeah. And it's okay, I'm going to put you to the test, God. I'm going to do what you say I can do. Yeah. And I don't know how it's going to happen, but I trust you. And there's ways in the word, we'll get to it in a second, but. Stop trying to figure it out. We need to stop trying to figure out God and just receive. Yeah. Just receive. I don't have to fear anything. Right. I am not fearful. Even if you were a second ago. Literally. Like, even if listening to this, you're like, I am so scared of the washing machine. It sounds like, even if if it's like that crazy. Yeah. You're not fearful now. You were, but you're not now. That's not you. And just catch it. You're not fearful. You're not a fearful Mm -hmm. person. You're not a timid person. You're bold. Claim that
1: over your life. I am not a fearful person. Yeah. Even as you may have the temptation for fear of, there, I'm staring at this situation. I'm thinking about this situation, and I feel fear right now. You can even be feeling fear and claim, I am not scared. That's the time to do it. That is the time to do it. Even if you feel it overwhelming you, Still, in that moment, you can rightfully say, I am not a fearful person and claim that over your life because your words have power. I have had to do that so many times, and I will still continue to say that over my life and claim that because I know my words have power over my life, and I am not a fearful person. Yeah, you're not.
0: And one of the things that the enemy tries to get us to be in fear over is being able to have that intimacy with God. Like even hearing us talking right now about, you don't have to fear these things. God can be in you. You just have to obey God. There's that fear of, I don't even think I could hear from God if I wanted to hear from God. Yeah. That's a lie trying to get us into that place of timidity with him. It's that, and that's really the heart of where, like yesterday I told pastor and buddy, I was like, my spirit's like bothered by this because yeah. I felt it like I felt that fear because I used to think that way right like I used to think I can't be that person that can hear from God and I used to fear it and I'd start trying and trying to learn and figure things out and instead of just trusting him I feared and here's the thing you are designed by God to abide yeah. in God yeah you're designed by God to abide in God. That's literally why you were made. Yeah. That's why you were made was to abide in him. It's a factory setting that you have. It's lit- it's your default setting. You know, a a broom can maybe be used to, like, whack something off the counter. Like, if you had, like, a cat that got up on your counter and you're you're sweeping, you could use it to, like, knock it off. But the broom's primary function is to sweep and clean the ground. You can do other things, but your primary function is to abide in God. You're to abide in Him. You're designed for that. And we need to trust that, because when we trust that, then we'll be able to step into him. So how do you get there? You do Romans 12, 1 through 2. Yeah. This, and I I was thinking about this yesterday in Bible in my Bible class, my senior year of high school, this is we had to memorize a Bible verse each week. And I put this one to song because it was longer. We had to remember both of the verses. So I like sang it, not even thinking that I would ever need it again. But anytime I hear it, I literally think of the song that I sang. And it's so ingrained in me that I can quote it in the KJV version. And I'm so thankful for that. At that point, I didn't didn't understand it. I didn't even know why I needed it. But the Lord's brought it up for like two decades now. Two? One? I don't know know how old (laughs) I am. But I do. But you know what I mean? Like this is just a pillar of a verse. Get it in you. If yeah. you need to memorize it, if you need to sing it, if you need to write it on your mirror at home, if you need to have your phone repeat it to you day after day after day, right. this is a verse that's key because it's how we walk in the Spirit. Yeah, And he says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that yeah. you present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, yeah. acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Okay, so he's saying... I'm begging you, do this. I'm begging you, do this. Why? Not because he wants to control us, not because he wants us to have to do everything he says, but because he knows this is key for you to walk in the power, in the love, in the sound mind that he writes in Timothy. He's begging us to do this so we can walk in the spirit of God. What's he asking us to do? Do not be conformed to this world, Yeah. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, yeah. that which is good and acceptable and perfect. The key there is don't be conformed to Mm-mm. the world, but transform yourself by renewing your mind. Right. God can't do this for us. He's right. literally begging us through Paul, please, please. Please, please do this. Yeah. Like when he's saying, I urge you, it's not just, I urge you to have a peanut butter sandwich today, it's gonna be really good. No, yeah. he's literally begging. do this. This is so important. This is what's going to make the difference. If we'll renew our mind, then we can prove the will of God. Then we can flow in the spirit of God. But that renewing of a mind has to happen because we're in the world and there's so much input coming in every which way that we've literally got to clean it. It's like driving down the road. You can clean your windshield last year. But if you haven't cleaned it in a year, there's gunk on it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's just stuff. Not because the car is wrong and filthy and a horrible car. No, it drove through the world, and it got some stuff on it. Yeah. So you've got to clean it so that the muck gets off so you can
1: see through a clean lens. Right. Well, and it's saying, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. The world doesn't understand not having to fear. Mm -hmm. Like, even... Even Christians haven't understood yeah. that I haven't understood, that we don't have to fear. And there's even, like, there's even doctrines that have gone so far as, okay, I don't have to fear this, 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 and this. But yeah. there is a healthy level of fear. Mm-hmm. And even, like, some of the most, uh, like, understanding of not having to fear stop at a certain point and say, I've got to fear about my yes, kids. But I've got to fear, you know, it's just natural for the for a mother to fear about her kids, to be scared for her kids at all times, um, you know, or even, even something as simple as like, I've got to be scared of a hot iron because if I put my hand on it, it's not going to be good. So I've right. got to be scared of that. And It just makes sense to the world. And God is saying here, don't be conformed to the fears of this world. Yeah. Don't be conformed to what's normal to this world, but transform what's been normal. Yeah, Transform by the renewing of your mind, transform your mind to what's normal to God. Yeah. And God says, there is now no fear in perfect love. Yeah. There is no fear in perfect love. And if I'm in him, there is no fear in me. Yeah, And even something as sim- like like the examples we were giving okay i have to be scared for my kids i have to be scared of this hot iron cuz i don't want to get hurt right well god says do not fear for your kids you don't have to be scared do you trust god mm-hmm. are you listening to his guidance are you saying okay lord you told me to take to not yeah. take the kids to the park today. Okay, great. We'll have fun at home. Yeah. You told me to take the kids to the park today. Great. We're going to go. And because you're telling us to, I know we're protected. Yeah. Or whatever the situation may be. And even something like the iron of, you know, I've, I've just got to be scared of the iron, a yeah. healthy fear so that I don't burn myself. You can have, you can be smart. You yeah. can be wise and say, hey, I'm not going to touch that because that going to hurt if I touch that like that. Yeah, You know, that's just wisdom. That's not fear. And there's a difference. There's a, there's a wisdom that says, hey, that is hot. Do not touch that. And there's a fear that says, I'm scared to touch that for fear that it's going to hurt. Yeah. They're two very different things. And God has called us to live in wisdom, yeah. to be smart. If something is 200 degrees, do not touch it. But He has not called us to live in fear of, yeah. I'm scared to touch that. That's very different, and He's called us to live in wisdom. So it's time for us to transform our minds to the normal of God, and there's no fear in any part of that. Yeah. um,
0: Before we wrap up, I'm going to share something that I've done that's helped me grow in this. But as we're sitting here, one of the things that came up to me, and honestly, it's where I've seen a lot of timidity come has just been in times of prayer. Yeah, yeah Here at the church, I, the pastor has called me and asked me to oversee our prayer that takes place at church. So our 6 a.m. prayer, our front lines prayer Sunday morning, you know, Holy Spirit prayer service that we have. And I have watched, and I've done this. I So this is not me putting my finger on anybody else. Like, I've done this, where I've been in the Lord, and... Like, we've been in these services, in these moments of seeking His face, and my brain starts going. And then my brain starts thinking. And then my brain gets condemned because I'm thinking about something other than God. And then it's a fear of nothing's happening through me like other people are getting words and seeing things and it's not coming through me yeah. and th- this seems to be very powerful for other people but i i don't feel like it's really that powerful for me right now maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm off and then what ends up happening that timidity comes in and it just shuts down the person in prayer right it, and it you can apply it any other place i just for me i see it a lot in prayer because it's yeah. one of the areas that i oversee in the ministry and I, one of the things that the Lord has talked to me about is just trusting him. Like when we started having corporate times of prayer, that was almost three years ago. Um, It was two years this past um, fall, summertime. And so two and a half years, I guess when we would start praying, like, and I think I've shared it before that those are some of the most amazing times with God I'd ever had. Like the Lord yeah. started just supernaturally doing things in me and through me. And I was having these encounters with him that were just truly phenomenal. I, yeah. I, I esteem them very much. But what would happen is I would get to prayer and Five minutes, like at the start, I was so excited. Like I was like, oh, it's another time of prayer. It's going to be so fun.
1: Yeah. And then
0: five minutes in, I'd still be excited, but I'd be like, okay, okay, God, talk to me. Talk to me. Let's, <laughs> it's, it's go time. Let's go. Fifteen minutes in, I, I was like, oh, no, I, I haven't seen anything or heard anything or discerned anything or had a verse come up to me. And, oh, no, I'd, I don't know if it's working. 20 minutes in, like, <laughs> full-fledged fear of, I must have sinned today, and now he's not yeah. talking to me. Like, yeah. this is the legitimate trajectory my brain went down. Yeah. And then by minute 25, I'd realize, stop it. That's not you. Yeah. I, and I, I don't love it took me that long, but that's literally what would happen. And I would recognize that's the spirit of fear. Yeah. Fear's trying to come in. It's trying to make me timid with God. And it's not allowed to be there. Yeah. And so here's the thing: like whether it's prayer, whether you're at the altar, whether you're just in your home and you feel like nothing's happening, or you it just it doesn't seem to be working. The example that came to me when you were talking is how Pastor Brian will often call Pastor Nicole into the room when he's working. Mm -hmm. and he'll be like, hey, can you just come in here and sit down with me? And he doesn't talk to her. Yeah. He's not, like, interacting with her. He just wants her to be with him. Yeah. But so often, we logically want to understand why God is telling us to do something. Yeah. Okay, God, you told me to pray. What do you want me to know? What do you want me to hear? What do you want me yeah. to see? What do you want me to do? What, 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 what? And we get so question-oriented right. that we stop resting in Him mm-hmm. and stop abiding in Him,
1: mm-hmm. and we'll
0: just start asking Him stuff instead of just, okay, you want me. What do you want with me? Mm-hmm.
1: We forget you, about relationships. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And just being with him is so important. So whether, you, like, and I feel like this is specifically for somebody, but maybe yeah. you've prayed before and it just, it feels like nothing's happening. Maybe God just wants that time with you. And he's not looking to do anything specific like that day through you. He's not looking to do like alakazam stuff through your hands. You know what I mean? He, he just wants that time with you. Yeah. And that's okay. There could be some days where he wants you to prophesy, where he wants you to go lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. But in the moments where we don't know what's happening, it doesn't mean that nothing's happening. Right. He is always good and always for you. And so instead of going to the place of, oh, it's not working, God's not working for me, I messed up, I'm too bad, no, shut that down. Yeah. And just trust that he's able to talk to you when he needs to talk to you, and he enjoys your presence and just wants to be with you.
1: And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a peace that comes in that. Like, I don't know if yeah. you can feel it, but I, like, this is something I've heard before, and still it's like yeah. an overwhelming peace because there there's no need to fear. As yeah. long as I'm going after God, even if I've missed it, it's still okay. Yeah. There's nothing that I have to be scared of. Did I miss it? I'm not sure. Am I doing something right now that I don't know about? Yeah, you don't have to do that. God God doesn't want you to do that. That's not doing your due, due diligence to worry of you know. Am I doing everything right? No. Yeah. He said he wants us to be comfortable with him. Yeah. You know, you think just about a friendship or relationship that you have. If you're if you're making a new friendship. And you want to have a relationship with this person. You don't want them to be like, am I doing everything okay for you? Am I doing everything right for you? Am, is this good? Yeah. Is this good? Um, are you happy right now? What would you like me to do I right like now? I'd like you to stop. <laughs> I'd like me. you to just calm down and talk to me. Just be, just be you. Just be normal. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all you want. You're going to want less time with that person yeah. if they're doing that. And I've been that person with God and with other people. So I understand. But we've got to relax. Yeah. We've got I can't tell you how many times I've heard uh Holy Spirit talk to people and all he said is relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chill out. Chill out, specifically those words. Yep. We've got to chill out. With God, with our relationship yeah. with God and with what he's asking us to do, just chill out. Yeah, he has something for every person on this planet. Yeah. If he he doesn't have like expectations where we have to be superman to be able to succeed. All he's asking us to do is say yes to him. Yeah. God, I'm going after you. If if when you have like a toddler who's trying to learn how to walk, are you upset with them when they trip? Because they're trying to walk. No, they don't know how. They've They've never walked in their lives. Right. So you see them trip, and that's okay. But you cheer them on when you see them get back up. You say, great job. Great job, buddy. You're doing it. Yeah. And you keep beckoning them to come and walk. And will they trip more as they're coming? Probably, because they've never done it before. And you're not expecting them yeah. to just walk perfectly. God. God knows that we have lived in a world of sin. He knows that we're coming after him. And if we trip a few times coming after him, sure, that's expected. Yeah. We're not expected to be perfect. Yeah, He's not expecting us to be perfect just as soon as we get up and try to start walking. He's just saying, try. Start. Just start. Just come after me. And if you trip and mess up, knock the dust off and keep going. Yeah. Keep trying. Yeah. It's only a failure if we stop. Well, and that's like
0: what I, literally what I just shared. Yeah. Uh, Like it popped up in my head as Abby was talking. And there's like some checkpoints that I'll do. Like we're all it away. and Because if it's God today, it'll be God tomorrow. He's big enough to say it again. But like I brought it, it kept coming up to me. And logically I was like, I don't even know why I'm saying this right now. Like this doesn't super flow into where we are. Yeah. But I trust him. And here's the thing. If after the broadcast is, I, I'm, I believe it's for somebody. Like, I could sense the anointing as I was talking. But even if it wasn't, let's say I missed it. And number one, I'm open to having the Lord tell me, this is uh, this was not the best. Like, that was more you than me. I'm okay yeah. to hear that because he's going to refine it. Right. But he's not going to, like, punish me because I mm-hmm. tried. Like that's noble failure, and Pastor has we have a saying here at the church: celebrate noble failure. Right. If you're trying, God's applauding that. Yeah. He wants you not not yearning and like God, ah, but like if you're yeah. being obedient and trying to be obedient, He's gonna celebrate. Yeah. Even if you go off on a way that He's like, eh, that wasn't right. We're gonna we're gonna bring you back over here. He's good enough to tell you. Right. He's not gonna let you just keep doing wrong. He's gonna tell you. But he's not mad at you for it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's the thing. God's not mad. Put no. that in the comments. God's not mad at me. He's not. He's not mad at you. Yeah. He's not disappointed with you. He's not angry with you. He's not holding stuff against you. Yeah. He loves you. Yeah. And that's where our minds got to get renewed. Yeah.
1: God loves you me. Mm -hmm. That's for someone in particular. God, God is not mad at you. Yeah. And I think, I think there's someone watching who's thought that he is, and he's not mad at other people, but he is at me. Yeah. And that you need to take hold of that thought right now and throw it out. Yeah. God is not mad at you. Yeah. He's not. He's not. And so one of the ways I I know I
0: said, as we were wrapping up, I was going to share something. One of the ways that the Lord has really, taught me over the years. What I've shared it before. Pastors told me when I first moved here, you've got to know who you are in Jesus. You've got to know who you are in Jesus. You know who you are. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. I probably (laughs) cried um, because that's just what I did. But (laughs) one of the ways that the Lord's taught me how to learn is by finding myself in the Word yeah. which goes every, hand in hand with Romans 12, 1 through 2, because that the Word is what you're renewing your mind to. Yeah. So how do you renew your mind with the Word? Yeah. You let the Word wash it clean. But one of the things that I do specifically is I'll go through the Word, and I'll write down what the Word says. Not just, re- like, I read it, I'll meditate on it, I'll listen yeah. to it, I'll listen to preaching, I'll, I'll praise God through songs. All of these are good, but one key that I've done... And I'd, I'll just tell you, I'm going to stop building up, is I go through and I write down confessions that the Word has. Like, yeah. And that may sound weird, but there's a reason that we say confessions here on the broadcast because yeah. it gets the Word inside of us. The Word is alive, but we've got to digest it. Yeah. And so, for example, last week when we were at the Advance, the Lord had me start reading through 1 Corinthians and just Turning what I read into a confession. If yeah. if it was confession worthy, then it, it was in that structure. I turned it into a confession. I started yeah. speaking it. This is just from chapter one, so yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through all of it. But this is just chapter one. Mm-hmm. You have been given the grace of God. Yeah. In all and in every area, you have been enriched in Christ. Yeah. Your words, your thoughts, your mental faculties, your motives, your knowledge has been enriched in Christ. You are not lacking any gift, Mm -hmm. including deliverance. Yeah. You are established and stabilized in Christ to the end. Yeah. Like this is just up to verse eight. (laughs) This isn't the whole chapter. This is just to verse eight. I ha- you have been called into fellowship with Jesus. Yeah. You know, when you preach the gospel, you preach with power. Yeah. God chose you and gave you a calling. Through yeah. Jesus, you shame the wise and the strong of this world. Yeah. You are in Christ Jesus. He's your wisdom from God. He's yeah. your righteousness. He's your sanctification, and He's your redemption. Yeah, this is one chapter. One chapter of the Bible, and in there you see your're stable. Your mind is enriched with Christ. You are in Him. You're called by Him. You have the power of God in Him. That's the Word. And so if you don't know how to get it in you, go through. Write out what the Word says about you. If He says it, you can have it. And start speaking that over yourself. And as it gets in you, all of a sudden you'll think differently. Like when I read your thoughts, your mental faculties, and your knowledge is enriched with Him, I was like, the thoughts I think, God's enriching them now. And it yeah. even changed how I was thinking right there. That's how that's one way that the word can get in you. And it's changed yeah. stuff for me. I'd encourage you to do it. It's such a
1: phenomenal exercise. Yeah. And that that will destroy timidity in mm-hmm. your life. Going you may be wondering, how is this? I think we got a little off topic. And the Mm-mm. truth is no. No. God was leading this and guiding this from the start. And this doing that. Knowing who God has called you, who your Father says you are, yeah. it relieves all timidity. Yep. You, because no matter what the world has said about you, no matter what—you know, I think I think back to this story. I just found it, and that's really cool. I think it was—I'm um, trying to remember. I think it was it was Einstein, I believe. It was either Einstein or someone very similar, and he was at school, but— Even if it's not, it's someone very similar, so just bear with me. If you do know the story I'm talking about, he was at school, and he received a a letter from his teacher that his teacher said, don't open this, just give this straight to your mom. And so he he did, and he gave it to his mom, and his mom read it, and she started weeping. And he said, hey, what does it say? And his mom said, it says, you know, that you were just so smart, this school can't hold you anymore. So it, they asked me to teach you from here on out and because they can't, they can't hold you. You're too smart. And so she homeschooled him the rest of his life, and he became Einstein, I believe. And I believe that's who it was. And later his mom passed away, and he found that exact letter. And it said, he, this boy is too stupid for us to teach. We cannot teach him. He is unteachable you're going to have to homeschool him for the rest of his life because we've done everything we can. So she read that, but and she did not tell him that. He believed what his mother said about him to be true, and he became something that the world said he could not. And our Father has stuff that he says about us, and the world has tried to say stuff about you. It's tried to say stuff about me, but we have to believe That's what good. our Father says about us more than what the world says. Because He has great things for us. Yeah. Einstein's mom knew that he had potential in him. Yeah. He, he just had, she just had to help him pull it out of him. He just had to believe yeah. that he could. Our Father says we can. Yeah. We can do great things. We can do the things that Jesus did and greater He says that potential is in me. He says that potential is in you. It's in you no matter what the world says. And we've got to start believing what the Word says about us more than what the world says, more than what we say about ourselves. And that no matter what you have said that you can or cannot do, no matter what you have felt that you can or cannot do, it does not matter more than the Word. Yeah. And the Word says you have greatness within you. And we've got to start believing that. Yeah. And that will rid us of all timidity. Amen. Yeah. Amen.
0: So today we want you to pray with us. Yeah. You know, maybe you've been harassed by a spirit of fear. Maybe you've been harassed by timidity. You just don't think you can do it. Today's a new yeah. day. Today is a new day. Let today be a drawing a line in the sand sort of a day where it's yeah. like up to this point, I lived one way, but going forward, everything's different. Right. And everything can be different for you today. So genuinely join your faith with yeah. ours. We're going to pray and believe that God will shatter that spirit of fear. God will open the eyes of the blind to see the hope of the calling that we have in Christ yeah. so that we can walk it out
1: all the days of our life if you want to pray. Sure. Lord, thank you for all that you've given us. Thank you for the confidence that, we, that you have given us in you. Right now... And just repeat this after me: I, I abide in Christ. Abide in Christ. I, I have the confidence. Have confidence. Of Christ. Of Christ. I have confidence. I have confidence in Christ. In Christ. In me. In me. I am a person. I am a person of confidence. Of confidence. Lord, thank you for all that you've given us. We receive yes. this word now. Thank you. We meditate on this. You have not made us to be a people of timidity. Yeah. Every single person listening to this, you have not called us to live in a spirit of fear, yeah. but a power and love and a sound mind. And we call that to be now. We yeah. believe that now. We put faith on your word now. And our lives are changed forever. Yeah. Starting now, we thank you. Thank you for all that you've given us. And we praise you for it. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we thank you for being on with us today. If you would like
0: to sow, you are welcome to do so. We give this broadcast freely to you. We sow it into you because we believe that the Word works. The Word does exactly what we've been sharing. It transforms minds so that we can walk in the fullness of who God has called us to be. It's how we get rid of fear. It's how we get rid of timidity. We feast on the Word, and the Word allows us this amazing covenant of partnership. you yeah. know, God opened it up, he revealed it through his word. Partnership is a key of God yeah. to ensure that his anointing gets to you. You know, you may never, ever be a part of Albemarle physically in person. You may sure. never move here, but God can call you to a ministry just through your seed. Yeah. And what that ministry does is then attributed to you. When yeah. you stand before, kings of, before the King of Kings, God will be able to say, you won thousands of people to Jesus yeah. through Pastor Brian preaching in the Philippines, through the broadcast. Look at all that's been done through your partnership. It allows yeah. the anointing of God to get into your boat, And so today we open up partnership for you. If you'd like to partner, you are welcome to go to GiveWW.org. There are so many different ways that you can sow. If you would like to partner regularly, you can go to whatsright.com and ask us how you can get involved with that. We are setting up a partnership program as we speak to ensure that the good things of God get into your hands. You are why we have this ministry, to serve the Lord to bless his people, and those are you. So if you would like to sow into a ministry that's about souls, that's about the kingdom, that's about advancement, go for it today. Be obedient to what he said. If you've received this word and it's blessed you, it's biblical to sow into that ground and to just invest into your future in that way. So if you're sowing today mm-hmm. for the people who are sowing online and who you can text to give, you can do so many different things. Yeah. But for every seed, Lord bless it. May that their seed be blessed abundantly. Lord, I thank you for call, for drawing in financiers of the gospel. I thank you, Lord, that you are raising up millionaires through this ministry. I thank you that people who sow, they will receive a harvest back. It will be quick, it will be abundant, and it will be pressed down, shaken together, and running over in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that our people are the blessed of God. They are blessed because you call them blessed. They have all the riches in the world, and there's no sorrow added to them because you make them the rich of the world. Lord, I thank you that they're blessed in every way they can be blessed, that fear is removed when it comes to the realm of finances. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We thank you for being on with us. We're going to be back tomorrow at 1130. Remember, we're not on Facebook anymore. So Mm -hmm. if you are watching and you don't yet have a YouTube account, Make a YouTube account. Yeah. So that way you can comment and we can see your comments and then we can say hi to you because those are all the important things. Us being able to say hi and talking about, you know, toothpaste on family chat. But genuinely make an account so that way we can connect with you even more. We love you. Thank you for being here. We're going to be back tomorrow at 1130. And if you are finished with this video, click on to another. We've got hundreds of good ones to fill you, build your faith and help you to grow. So thanks for being on, and we'll see you later.
1: Bye. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a good one. Do us a favor. Share this broadcast. Get the word out because it was good. Um, So, guys, thank you for joining us. We want to let you know that we will be back tomorrow at 1130 for Lunch Plus. We love you guys, and we will see you tomorrow. Peace. (laughs) (laughs) It is not a Never 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 Never
0: Never 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 Ever been a stone, didn't have a Never been a never been a Never been a never been a stone, never been a stone, never been a never been a never been a never been a the letter of the letter of the letter of the letter of